Okay, here's the Milwaukee Cycle Salvage Podcast. I am your host, Holly and Ron. What are you doing? You can't hear me? Oh, now you can hear me. Now I can hear you. You're just fucking with me. Sorry, quiet laugh, I guess. It's all right. All right, just pop these fucking things open. Let's get this over with. Oh, this is good times. This is, I think, number three or four. We're drinking road slush. Cheers. Because I can enjoy slush. Mm-hmm. This we're, We are out of dry March. Yes, and hopefully, let's see, today's date is April 5th. Yep. You probably won't get this produced. I'm never supposed to say the date or the time. It's bad podcasting. And uh, I think three days ago we had, or four days ago, we had snow. April 1st, we are still getting snow here. So the beer is totally appropriate. Okay, how are you, Ron? I am very good, thank you. Oh, that's good. Busy? How are you? I am okay. I'm yeah, doing okay. We are we are starting to hit our summer strides, so it is good. That's good. And the last podcast we talked, we ended up talking um, at the very end about track bikes. Mm-hmm. I am super, super interested in this. So... So do you wear your leathers to bed? <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I've put them on a few times to show in the house. <laughs> like my wife, Alyssa, she's like, the smile on your face is just unbelievable. It's, that you It can has just... nothing to do with the tightness in the crush. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> remember, said we, it all right there. We, Thank you. We did talk about having assless... Um, leathers for wearing, you know, it could be, or just even part of the baboon community, right? Just like the fake ones that you just put on the outside. Oh God, that'd be hilarious. So I've always wanted to, I never felt comfortable going to any track days. It's just, it's, you know, I've been riding motorcycles. I'm 40 and I started when I was 16. So I've always wanted to, but it's just never been cohesive enough for me to to do that. So, you know, now that, like I alluded last time, now that I'm here and spending time here with you guys, it makes sense that, all right, let's, you know, do a track day. So first of all, you put an age out there. There is no time limit. What do you mean? So if you wanted to oh. be in your sixties or if you wanted to be 15, uh, it, it's all good. Go for it. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that more so that I, um, I've always wanted to, and I've just never felt comfortable going by myself. You know, that always seemed super inappropriate. The bikes that I had, I did have a Ducati Multistrada, the 1200 is a perfect bike, but it's really not the perfect bike for a track for two reasons. One, cause it's a, a small mortgage. And two, do I really want to be hammering on a 1,200cc bike? The, the inst- so we're going to talk about yes. different, different things, different ways to go out on the track. But just don't go beyond your limit. So I've gone out and done track days with classes where I'm on a 600 sport bike. And I have a, a 15-year-old girl on a 450 dirt bike. <laughs> Honest. Okay. And, and and I'm thinking I'm going, I'm cool going through the turns and I'm leaning and she's dragging a foot. 
you know, just like she's on the dirt track. That's pretty neat. So it's going out, doing, uh, learning, and uh, having fun. And they want to teach you. They they want to spur the sport on. Sure. And even if you're not going to go out on the track to race, going out and doing track times, to me is fun because, as I had mentioned last time, um, you're not going to get a ticket. Uh, maybe if you're going too slow, but, uh, why'd you have to put that out there now? I am literally thinking, Oh fuck. Is that going to be me? (laughs) No, it's going to be me. (laughs) But, and then, um, you don't have to worry about dogs running out onto the track leaves, um, or or all those distractions that may happen on, on a street or a highway. For sure. So it's just a lot safer. And that's how I, that's my sales pitch at home. So when you, so at, now that you've done, how many, um, tracks have you ridden on? Do you think? I've I've just been at two different tracks. The ones in Wisconsin, uh, Blackhawk Ridge and, uh, Road America. Okay. And now when you get on your road bike, street bike, do you perceive it to be your style, your riding, your more coherent, more aware, you know, taking turns a little bit different? Has it affected so, your your road biking? Yes. So I've been riding for a long time, so it would take a lot in order to change my riding style. Okay. And so going on a, a track bike uh, on a 600 compared to riding an 1800 out on, on the street. Sure. But it affects my braking. It affects... Um, once you start thinking of something, uh, when you're going on a track and you're looking at a turn, you're going to learn about the apex of the turn, approaching the apex of the okay. turn, when you're going to start braking, when you're going to start accelerating. I can't leave that when I'm out on the street riding For my sure. bike. So if I'm in the middle of traffic, am I thinking of that? Probably not. I'm thinking of safety first. But if I'm out on uh, road in South Dakota, I'm definitely thinking it. For sure. And I'm trying to think, uh, I'm looking in my mirrors, am I pulling away from my bud behind me? <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. For sure, 100%. Okay, so uh, as far as, let's just start at the beginning. You're either there was signing- Adam and Eve. What's that? They didn't have bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so F- Fig leaves didn't work on strap bikes. <laughs> like, I mean, there's wild horses. Um, so it you can either sign up for a class, which is what personally I think you and I both think is highly recommended. D- different people learn in different ways. Some people are going to be book learners. Okay. So there's a number of good uh, books uh, out there. One of them that I have that I was trying to remember the name of before and yeah. couldn't, Twist of the Throttle. Okay. And it's uh, a great read. Okay. Uh, we're going through and explaining uh, braking, acceleration, turns, uh, setting up a bike. Uh, you can, th- there are so many people with nothing to do besides make YouTube videos. <laughs> I have not personally looked at those, but when I was just out west skiing, um, I watched some videos on turning before I went out and hit okay. because I wanted to get better. So I was watching people that were better than me. And t- yeah. hopefully, but take it with a grain of salt that their advice might also, it might be too advanced, something Correct. that they missed. That's that's a hard thing. But I think these classes, you know, we briefly looked uh, before we started recording. Um, what's the name of the one? That you the the one that goes all across the United States is Sport Bike Track Time. Okay. So, so very nice people. 
I've I've been on one of their classes up at Road America, and they're say it again for sake of boring you. Very nice people. Sure. So very accommodating. When I had gone up there, I had I'm trying to think of how many sessions there were. If there were six sessions, and I ended up missing two of the sessions because I had bike problems. Oh no, kidding! So I went over and just continued to work on my bike. And when I got back, um, they knew I had been on a track previously. So the instructor said, "Okay, here's what we went through. How are you with that?" And I said, "Okay, that's pretty cool." So I'm not so good at getting my ass off the seat. You know, I'm I'm sure. an uptight rider. I like to stay tight on the yeah. bike. And so that okay, so they sent me out with a pro. Uh, because they have pros on the track in between the classes that you're on. Okay. And they sent me out with a pro oh, to get me caught that up. Is caught up. Awesome. And so, they just ride behind you, I assume. Um, he'll ride behind you, and then I looked down, and his tire was underneath <laughs> me <laughs> in a turn. And he said, "You oh did great. God. You didn't flinch when you saw my tire. You didn't flinch. Oh my God. That's a good thing. That's cool." And then That's he got really in front cool. of me and he said, "You can do so much better if you get your ass off the seat." You know, so he's slapping oh, his shit. butt and telling me get my ass off the seat. What's the purpose of getting your ass off the seat? Get, get your weight lower so that you can accelerate more. No kidding. Get, get, lay, the bike cool. down, lay the bike See, down. Lay the bike down more. And that's right. And think... get your knee on the ground so you can earn those pucks. Yeah. Puck scars. So, it, um, I th- and that's where I think these classes are really nice. I think you, you, so you got $250. That's a general cost. So, so, but you don't have to do it. So there's different ways you can do it. If you have friends that do it, uh, go out on and do track days, um, you can go with them and learn. Um, you want to make sure you learn a little bit about the track etiquette, people yes. pulling in, people pulling out so that nobody gets hurt because that's the number one thing is nobody gets hurt. When you do it with a class, um, they have very specific rules, no passing, okay. uh, so that everybody just stays safe. So there's no passing in the turns. When you're on the straightaway, like at Road America, when you're going in, right, up to right. turn number one, you can pass in the straightaway. You just can't pass in the turns. Okay. And that way they're trying to keep everybody safe. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So, okay, so first you just got to decide which which one are you going to do. The, take the class or you're going to do just an open track day. Or, or, or if you have a friend. Or, okay. fr- fr- friends that'll h- help you through yeah. and get you onto the track. So personally, when you're going to make the decision, you're going to go forward. You're going to need gear. So gear, gear. I've got flip flops. And do you have shorts? Because then you must ride a Hayabusa. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our number one joke here when we see a Hayabusa. Did they come in in flip flops and shorts? <laughs> so starting from the top. Uh, helmet. So a regular DOT helmet doesn't cut it. You need an ECU, which is okay. European uh, grade, or Snell. Okay. So, so it's one, it's the level above DOT. Yeah, which is uh, so frustrating that it's like, okay, so they've got a standard to keep them safe, but we're like, well, let's not get too crazy here. We are America. <laughs> we start these things usually at a bar, by the way. <laughs> but it gave me an excuse to buy a really nice helmet. That's true. So And so as far as I understand, it cannot be modular. That is not Snell approved. Can, correct. I, I believe. Um, in a full face, not just correct. the chrome dome. Correct. So, so an, uh, a shield on it, I believe the shield has to be clear. 
Oh, so okay. you can wear sunglasses underneath. Sure. Uh, if it's uh, but the shield has to be clear. Why is that? I don't huh. know. So you can see the bugs hit you. Yeah. Okay. So a helmet. So so, and so, then... so helmet, and then um, uh, you need to have some type of leathers. So it can be a two-piece suit that zippers around the waistline so that okay. it's held together, or a one-piece suit. But you can't go out in street jacket or not. Yeah, I mean a so, riding jacket. So there are riding jackets and there are riding pants as long as they zip together. It doesn't have to be a no race kidding. suit. Okay. So you don't have to have knee protection, hip protection, shoulder and elbow protection. It's smart to because yeah. you're going out and you're pushing your limit. For sure. So in water skiing, um, I tell my family, if you don't fall, you're not trying. Well, I did, <laughs> I don't really carry yeah, I get that to borrow same, your bike, right? I'm borrowing yours. <laughs> I don't carry that same motto when out on the track, but you're out there pushing the limit. You're learning and shit happens. That's yeah. why they make the t-shirt. I think that, so today I, I did some, some pretty mega rock climbing and if you don't fall, you just aren't pushing yourself, you know, and there's something to be said for a good warm up. It's nice and, you know, it's, it's a good pace, but you know, the, the best ones are, in my opinion, again, rock climbing is a little bit different, obviously. Mine too. Cause mine usually consists of rolling rock after another rolling rock <laughs> and then one more rolling rock. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so as far as the leathers go, which I looked, there is no vegan leathers out there. <laughs> they do not exist. There's not a vegan animal. There's no vegan leathers. I have tried and tried and tried. I was pretty excited about um, the Dionysian Alpine Stars have that inflatable vest, you know, but you're, oh God, I think like 1300 for a jacket, 2000 2500 for a suit. You know, with that. So, so when you're going doing track days, you don't have to go crazy. So my first suit I bought on Craigslist for 175 bucks because Perfect. it was skinned up. It was a little bit tight in the crotch, but for 175 bucks, I raised my voice and <laughs> I, I, I wore it. And my wife thought I was sexy as hell in it. So, there you go. Yep. She needed glasses. So then uh, gloves and boots. Continue on with the suit a little oh, yeah. bit more. So inside the suit then, um, I still chose to wear separate, like a spine protector because the suit that I had, because it was a oh. cheaper one, didn't have a spine protector. Okay. And then the newer suits have a hump on the back to keep your head from getting whipped yeah. back. So you can either choose to put a collar on if you want to protect your neck or some of the suits have the hump have on the, the back hump. Now, to keep you from getting whiplash. So I have, uh, for doing dirt biking, I've got a chest protector, mm -hmm. you know, with like the shoulders, built-in shoulders. Mm -hmm. Would that suffice to put that underneath, you think? If it or? fits in your suit, I would wear it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, ju just because if you go, to, go down, you don't know yeah. what's going to hit. Um, Hopefully, uh, if you're going out and doing track days, people aren't right on your tail. Sure. But somebody that's behind you is still learning too, and they may not be Jedi reflexes. So, sure. sh again, shit happens. Right. And it's funny. So, I have, I, I love Dianese, but my jacket has the spinal protection in it, and the suit uh, that I have, it's an, a used Alpine Stars one, does not. So, it's funny that... I wouldn't have even thought of that. I just assume, oh, I'm putting this thing on and you're good to go, but not not really the case. Nope. Okay. 
Okay, so suit there, and then uh, what about uh, hip protection or anything? So some of the suits have hip protection in, and some don't. I've uh, got the um, uh, uh, B O H N bone body armor, or made in America, and it's um, super lightweight pants that just go on pants or shorts. Would you say put something like that underneath? Because that's going to have some pretty intense, um, you know, uh, protection built into it. If you have trouble somewhere, if you have trouble on your knees, protect your knees. If you're, you know, if you're uh, worried about an area, protect it. If if you low side on a bike, uh, so if the bike slides out from underneath you, um, the skid is going to be averaged out more over your body and the stress okay. is going to be averaged out. If you high side on a bike where you get thrown over the over the bike, um, you're going to be taking a hard impact most likely to your shoulder or your back because you're going to end up flying over. That makes sense. Shoulder, back, and then hip and knees. So, so. with a high side, that would be from, I imagine, um, obviously brake getting smashed on something, you know, like that, but the wheel just getting turned too fast. Going off the track, hitting some sod. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's going to stop faster the, than you, yeah. and energy is going to throw you forward. Whereas yeah. the low side, what does that happen from? We've got people skidding across the track, and we don't even have them on the track yet. <laughs> <laughs> so buy two suits so you can still look good. <laughs> We just lost all potential <laughs> listeners. Anybody who has ever thought, maybe I'll go to the track. Nope, that's not happening anymore. Okay, so, um, but what would cause a low side then? To have the bike go out from underneath you and in front of you and you go behind the bike? Um, tires, uh, just losing traction on the track, uh, something on the track. On the street, you can low side. I've had customers low side just by hitting the paint in a roundabout. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, so that makes I, sense. I low sided out on the street by hitting uh, oil on a road on an on ramp to a freeway. Okay. So I I low sided uh, slid, and then I hit drive pavement, and then I high sided. So I got thrown over the top of the bike after <laughs> after Holy I low sided. So what so was I, it so called? So I got a doubler for mine. I was making a controlled U turn. I had my legs down. I was walking my Ducati. And there was a swan in the ditch. And <laughs> I dropped the bike at about three miles an hour. Uh, what 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 would that have been considered? Lame. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> My buddy's just laughing at me. It was like three grand worth of fucking damage. And he's like, I'm like, this goddamn swan. He's like, bullshit. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um so we're going through the suit, gloves, yep. you want leather gloves, uh, go over gauntlet gauntlet style to go up and give you protection up over your sleeve. Um, I like a strap that cinches it on my wrist so that uh, I know the glove is going to stay on, so well, it's not going to come off. What about tying your, I know in the fancier ones, they start tying your pinky and your ring finger together to keep them from, uh, you know, getting broken off, I guess. Right. Yeah. Some of them are like Necessary that. or... Unnecessary, because I mean the gloves go from uh, sixty dollars all the way up to you know six hundred dollars. Right. So if you buy a sixty dollars set of gloves and you want to tape your fingers together, duct tape is awesome. Sure. Okay. So that makes sense. I've heard that the thread in the cheaper 
materials for any uh, jackets or anything like that, the thread itself can actually, cheap ones will actually melt. They, they could actually melt into your skin. Is that possible, do you think? Uh, On a cheap, cheap pair of gloves, you go down, your hand goes down, and it just burns right through. So when I low-sided on a street bike in street clothes, I had a leather jacket on, but I had work pants on, which were not denim. Okay. I burned through my pants, but they did not burn into my skin. Okay. And when I fell on on, on my accident at three <laughs> miles an hour, I, I walked off the bike. I, I just dropped it and I just walked away. So I, I was I was okay there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I wish it could have been on video. I really do. There's no fucking swan there. We're gonna prove it to you. Okay. What so next? we moved from gloves down to boots. So the um, minimal acceptable with boots is over the ankle and no showing laces. Okay, I never would have thought of the laces thing. I don't have laces. Well, on any of mine that do, no, I don't think I do have any boots with laces. But it, they always tuck in, you know, tuck in with a piece of Velcro over the top of the laces. Yep. I didn't know so, why. So my first set of boots I got uh, by with some, so I don't necessarily, I wasn't sure if I was going to like track days, and I was looking for something that would be dual purpose. Okay. So I could either, I got boots that were good enough for the track, but comfortable enough to ride out on the street. Okay. Uh, so uh, they qualified to go out on the track. And now after that, I found some used boots that are really good, go up over my suit and give me tons of ankle support. So that might help me to push it a little bit more uh, now, when what you're going out on the track. What about, I've got an awesome pair of dirt biking boots. I mm -hmm. mean, they are big and rigid as all get up. Um, Acceptable. That's per yeah, perfectly just fine. Leather, no, no showing laces. Okay, no so. kidding. Okay, but well, these are composite. Mm -hmm. That's okay, mm -hmm. I imagine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Now, so we got the suit. So we do we talk about that already? The two piece or the one piece? Yep. Okay. See, I don't remember what we talked we about we before. We start from the top and we work to the bottom. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. So, so to also get get yourself comfortable when you're going out for a track day then under your suit because you're going to get hot. Um, so under my suit, uh, I just go and get the, uh, like, under armor so okay. that the suit slides on easy. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and do that both with uh, uppers and lowers. Okay. So so, so then um, in, in between classes, I take the suit off, and then I just uh, throw uh, a a big t-shirt over the top or sure. whatever and whatever pants I got on, I got on. Yeah. Um, when they, when you watch like MotoGP, they always tie it around their waist, like such a cool person. And of yeah. course they don't show you the $40,000 air conditioner that's blowing on them <laughs> in Austin, <laughs> Texas in July. <laughs> right. But if you, so you might choose to leave it on or take your stuff off, let it air out so sure. that, uh, so it's not sweaty for the next time Ew. you're getting it on. Cool. <laughs> Going around the track. I'll be honest. I didn't shower after I climbed today. I had I asked Alyssa, my wife. I'm like, do I smell? She's like, no, you smell okay. I'm like, I wasn't before. Okay, so for the track days, so we've got well, we got to get the bike loaded up now. I know on our first podcast you had so you said prep your bike. 
Prep, yes, before so, we so even load up. Before you load up. Yeah. What do you have to do? Does this require gasoline? Probably. Yep. Uh, you should make sure you have keys to your bike. Yep. And then you're done, right? So keys, you want to make sure that the key for your bike is alone. You, you want to have the least amount of distractions. So okay. take your little, um, you're not going to. So what a vegan lucky charm be? It's not going to be a rabbit foot. No, it tofu foot? <laughs> <laughs> tofu toe? <laughs> this is genius. This is some money making. There is only one person in this whole fucking world that would actually buy it. And you're looking right at her. Okay. So, so you want to minimize the distractions on your bike. So you're going to want just the key alone. Okay. Um, in minimizing the distractions, I tape over the speedometer because I don't want to be marking, okay, I did 160 down the freeway or down the, fr I mean, the, the <laughs> down the straightaway. Uh, last time I want to make, I want to hit 165 this time. So oh, I, I tape over the speedometer so that you, what, you're going to be doing eventually is learning each turn on the track, what RPM yes. you're going to want to be at and what gear. And just, I, I imagine just listening. Mm -hmm. You're just listening to it. Does, do tracks give you uh, your speed? Do they tell you, oh, by the way, you were doing? No. No? No. Okay. Well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> no, no, they do not. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Um, so prepping your bike, what, what do you all have to do? Cover up the, so if you're taking a bike that is a street bike, you're going to cover over all the lenses with, so, so you can just take with painter's tape Okay. so that it comes off easy. And then because if you keep the lights on, the painter tape gets hot and then gets harder to take off. Yes. I, I unplug all of my lights okay. on my bike. Good idea. Um, and then also... Because through tape, you might have a little bit of showing in the back. Um, I don't want to freak somebody out behind me seeing brake lights go on or whatever. So that you're taping over the back, uh, you're taping over all your turn signals. Uh, so okay. all the plastic. Okay. Yeah, I know. What about oil? You know, any... It's good to have it in the bike. <laughs> Hang on, let me let me write that one down here. I got to make sure. I write so, that down. So the minimum ring oil for bike. So so the number one thing they want to do is to keep oil off the track. Okay. So they're going to be looking to make sure that you have drilled a hole through your oil fill cap. Okay. And that is wired tight to something so that it can't unspin or come out. And your oil filter. Wow. So they want to make sure that your oil filter isn't going to come off. But if you can drill a hole through an oil filter? No. So you take a, a hose clamp. Okay. And wrap oh, wire around. Oh, I gotcha. And then now you can tie that off to something so that okay. your oil filter will not spin. Okay. What do they so, do so for a, like a, MotoGP? They're not doing that with, they must have, do they really? It's the same idea? Yeah. Okay. So, but then MotoGP, then they're going to the extent that every bolt is wired. That's so crazy. That's no, really but neat. it's but it's yeah. just so nothing spins loose while you're going on the track. You just so what do you what do you so you, you drill a hole through your um your, oil oil your fill oil yeah. filler the the drain plug, right? Yep. Drill a hole through it. What do you tie it off to that it just doesn't just keep spinning around on? 
you're, you're looking for something on the bike then that you can tie off to. There might be a fin, a cooling fin on the bottom of your oil pan, so you drill a hole through oh, that and then tie it off that to makes that. Sense. You're just trying to make sure that it doesn't spin. Okay. So it doesn't come out. Okay. What else? Uh, mirrors come off the bike. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be looking to see who's coming behind you. you no distractions. What's wow. coming behind you. Okay. Plus, if you go down, the mirrors are going to be breaking. And For sure, the glass. And then, most, and then the plastic and whatever else, and sharp plastic is just like glass. So if you've got truck. a fancy BMW with, you know, shit in the in your, your mirrors, you can't really just take those off. Can you pull those in? Don't they have stuff on those fancy BMWs? So on a sport bike? Um, I thought there were, on my Ducati... I know if, I didn't if, have if, air conditioning on my bike. If they're part of the body work, <laughs> they would probably just ask you to cover over the glass lenses with tape. Okay. So, sure. so they don't want you taking the bike apart. But some of the, even the BMW touring bikes, if you were going to use that for your track bike, they have... Uh, they can um, pivot in, can't they? They snap into place so yeah. you can pull them out. Okay. Okay. So. That makes sense. Yep. All right. So tape over the speedo, not the tack. Um, you're going to learn about tire pressure. Uh, tire you, you, pressure, tire pressure, tire pressure. Yep. Thank you. You remembered. So on the track, you're not going to be running the same tire pressures as you would on the street, oh. and it's something you're going to be running a lot softer. Okay. So you're you're trying to get the roll of the tire, and depending upon the tire that you're running, is going to depend upon your tire pressure. And what kind of rider you are. Are you okay going out there at street tire pressure? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to hurt anything. Um, but You know, I, I heard once that, you know, people get so amped, like, on the new, well, okay, so I, mine was a 2012 Multistrada. And I had that thing in, I'll say, like, 2018. So the... They said, well, if you want to trade in, the new ones actually are have Bluetooth and you can record your ride and then pull it up on your phone and it'll tell you your lean angle. And my problem with that is what tires do you have? You know, I mean, you can't just say, oh, this bike can do, you know, one, two, three degrees. You, you can't. Because the tires, the tire pressure, uh, the track conditions, the temperature of the track, all of that. When you're really talking about, oh, 15 degrees, or, you know, 30 degrees, 31 degrees. Well, if you're pushing yourself that much that you're relying on a number, I feel that that's super, super unsafe. So, so number one for tires, if you're going out to do a track day to learn about yourself, to learn about your bike, and to improve your street riding, you can go out there on a single compound tire. You don't need to go out and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a tire until you decide you want to do that more. Okay. And get softer compounds on the sides, get multiple compound tires. And you're increasing, at that point, you're increasing your track time or decreasing your track time by such a minuscule amount. You know, it, when, Once you're going out and you're just starting this, it's not that huge important. Sure. So you're going to sit and watch your chicken strip. The chicken strip is how much fresh tire you've left on the end. Chicken uh, strip. On, on the edge okay. of a tire in a turn. So if you look at if you look at 
uh, Danilo, who will be riding uh, Moto America. Okay. Um, he goes all the way to. And he's because there is a uh, Danilo Petrucci. Okay, this is Danilo Lewis, number right. ninety-four. Right. On the bike, number one in your hearts. <laughs> from, Sa- nice. from, from Sao Paulo, Brazil. <laughs> okay. Um, they came here three years ago. Okay. And were looking for a place to park a bike. They they landed in Miami, uh, rented a pickup truck, uh, borrowed a friend's bike in Miami, a BMW no uh, 1000, came to Wisconsin because that's where the first race was going to be. They stopped here. They Googled motorcycle shops, came up with Milwaukee Cycle. That is cool as shit. Stopped in and in uh, with Google Translate asked if they could leave their motorcycle here. Well, they drove to California, Los Angeles to pick up an RV. Damn, that's really <laughs> so neat. So they came back in three years later. We're still friends. That's so it's still a cool, cool. good that's, time. That's really, really neat. But Danilo uses 101% of his tire. If you go up and take a look at mine... I'm going within eighth inch of the edge. So I, wow. I'm not using the full extent of my tire. And that's not even, I'm not even getting down and dragging a knee yet. So, Damn. but that's just because I'm pushing the bike down that far. Sure. That's so. cool. And I love the physics behind that. Like that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. More speed, more stability. It's unbelievable. It's just so cool that you can get away with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what else, is there anything else so, on a bike you got to do? Just a couple things. Okay. So we're unplugging the lights. Okay. Uh, then um, in you have to drain the coolant, no ethylene glycol. It has to be water-based. So if you do something to the bike, you go down, oh. you break a case, um, you overheat. Um, you're not – ethylene glycol is very slippery on the track. Uh, any You can either just put water in it or there's other uh, additives that you can put in okay. with water. Uh, so that, but actually water is a better coolant than ethylene glycol. No kidding. Yep. Huh. And then there are some of the additives that, um, you can put into the water, which reduces the surface tension of the water and still increases the heat absorption into the water. Reduce, say that one more time. Reduces, (laughs) people can rewind, I suppose, but I can't right now. Reduces the surface tension of the water. So it, the surface, the water then can touch. You're such a fucking engineer. <laughs> Listen to yeah, that's your your background. Sorry. Yes, no, that's, I'm I'm getting through it in my head. So the water molecules can break down and touch more of the metal. No kidding. Because the, the so that's that, that is remarkable. <laughs> that is, I'm a huge nerd though. So, but that's what uh, when you're adding uh, detergent additives and whatever, you're breaking down the surface tension of the water so that it can get through the clothes. Okay. And wash your clothes better. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, from clothes to so to bikes. When you go, we got it all. <laughs> <laughs> How to do your wash? So, so, so you're taking ethylene glycol. Which I want to say, hang on, <laughs> hang on. On that note, please wash your gear. Don't let that nasty stink ass helmet just go right back on the shelf in the closet when you get home. You can in, in, wash in it. In case, in case you riders don't know, most of your helmets, most of the, all the new helmets, now your liners pop out. Right. Hand wash them, please. Don't throw them in the machine. Right. It doesn't take much. Okay. So going on. <laughs> now that we've all washed our helmet for your sake. Is Holly, there a particular tide that you might recommend? Is there the the power tide? <laughs> Let's just waylay this whole fucking podcast and talk about Tide. Welcome to Good Housekeeping. 
<laughs> mom the shit out of this podcast. Okay. So we've moved on from uh, uh, coolant. Bikes. Yes, coolant. From, from and, the coolant. So tire pressure. I like that you said coolant, bit. and I said basically we moved on from motorcycles. <laughs> so one of the things you want to do is check your brakes. Okay. So check your pads on your brakes. Uh, make sure they're good. And then check the tightness of your brakes. If your brake lever is pulling in and you can't fit your fingers in between your lever and your grip, you want to bleed your brakes. No kidding. So okay. it could also be due to the levers on your bike might be adjustable. So just okay. adjusting the levers out might take it. But you want to make sure your brakes are really nice and firm so that when you just touch them, that they're there. If they're soft and spongy, uh, once you're going out on the track, you um, you know, it could cause you problems. Sure. So, so that's that's where you you for sure don't want to be. You when you said put your finger in between when you pull it, that's where it should be stopping. You want to make sure at least you can get your fingers in between. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it's touching get, the grips. Yeah, if it's touching the grips, it's no good. Okay. So you want to get some uh, brake pressure in there, when, and then once we go through and bleed the brakes then we'll sit and tap the uh, lever on the master to get okay. that last bit of air out. You'll be surprised. That's when, so crazy. Once you've bled it, we'll just sit and you're turning the handlebars so the master opening is up. And uh, just like we're sitting here talking to each other, yeah. I'll just be like I'm tapping a tambourine on my hip to a okay. song. I'll sit and tap it for two or three minutes to get that last bit no of air kidding. out. Okay. And then uh, tighten it up. And then hopefully they're rock hard. Do you, when you, when you break personally, what do you use a two fingers mm -hmm. on it? Three? Two. Always two? Yeah. I know everybody's got their, I like two. I always have two is always up there just, just resting on it. But okay. It makes sense. So bleed the brakes, uh, kickstand. Uh, when you're at the track, you're going to have to wire the kickstand up. Okay. In place or take it off. Taking it off could be a pain though, because then you have to take care of the safety switch. So just oh yeah. So just wire it up in place on bike. So now you've wired it up. How am I going to hold my bike up? I was just hopefully you have friends or a tree or a bike stand. <laughs> yeah. So when you have a bike stand, there's a couple different bike stands that you can uh, use with the bike. Some of them have um, hand like. Uh, platters underneath that just go underneath the swing arm. Uh, other ones and the rear. Yep, and other ones have uh, V grooves on both sides that you'll put a swing arm spool in, and then okay. you can just lift up the back of the bike and practice uh, before you go to the but track. You need with two a, people to do that. No, that's why I just said practice. Okay, at home with a fr with a friend <laughs> until you get good enough to do it by yourself. Because so, so when I went and did my first track day, it was by myself. I didn't have anybody there okay. to help me. Well, nobody so, likes you and you don't have any friends. So, okay, go on. But this was not bullying Rondé. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when you go there, if you're standing there and people are next to you, they're also beginners. If you ask for help, because when I went to the track, I was doing this stuff myself, but I had also been at the store here. So I was used to doing it by myself. Sure. The guy next to me had bought a shit ton of new equipment and had no idea how to use it. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> So I showed him how to get his bike up on the lift by himself and then make it That's so that cool. he, 
so that he could take it down himself. And then the next time in the next session, he did it all himself. I'm, so. I, I'm really curious how that works in my brain because, like I said, I've been riding for a long time and I've got a couple bike stands at home. But um, I always put the kickstand down, you go and you get it, you scooch it underneath, and then it kind of stands it up by itself and then it, you know, pops it up, the rear tire up. Um in my dirt bike, I just lean up against a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay, that's really interesting. I'm curious to see how that actually goes. But, okay, okay. next. Um, and then you're going to need uh, some kind of tape along to put some kind <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, some kind of identifying number on the bike. Because as you're going through, as you're going through class, they're going to say a number. And you can't take low numbers. Uh, because the low, low numbers are actually reserved for racers. Really? So when I went out there, um, I had a Jack Daniel sticker on my bike, so I took number seven, and they said, you are 77, <laughs> you are 47, <laughs> you're not seven. So, no so I had to change my number. Okay. So you just And I just took painter's tape and put a number on my bike. So bring so, some painter's tape with you, maybe. You never know when that that so, 99 cent painter's tape could come in handy. So, and on the second track bike uh, that I had, um, I knew that already. So then I had vinyl cut stickers put on it for nice looking numbers. And I went out yeah. there with 197. So, so what happens? Okay. So what happens if somebody else has the same number as you? It's not that big a deal. Okay. Um, you could. I mean, the bikes have to be so different and the riders on them and everything. And, and part of it, too, is there'll be people out there taking pictures. Okay. So you want to go over to the picture people. Oh, and that sounds cool. Most likely, it, when you're going out for uh, the track days and you're going, if you're going in the classes, there most likely isn't going to be somebody in your same level with the same number. And when they take a picture, is it like at Disney where you put your hands up, you know, and make a silly face? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right before you fly off the bike. Yeah. Okay. That's that. Uh, I never would have thought of that, that you have to have a number on there. You know, one more reason I think, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think just having a dedicated track bike, you know, we briefly talked before about at what, you know, making sure your bike is safe. You can drill holes, Frankenstein it. If it cracks some plastics, drill holes, put some zip ties on it. There can't be anything loose and dangling like those fucking cars on the freeway with the bumpers hanging off. But um, in the same aspect, I think it's um, it's worth noting that you can't you can't necessarily uh, bring a whole pit crew with all new plastics. You you don't want to. No. So having an older bike. You know, so you've got a CBR 600 that you're graciously letting me borrow. Um, what year is it? Uh, 99. 99. Mm-hmm. So I imagine the plastics have to be pretty easily, you know, they're pretty cheap. You're not talking about a... Actually, they're hard to find now because oh, it's an old fuck. bike. Oh, thanks. Thanks so, a lot. So, so the first time <laughs> I did track bike, track time, track uh, days was on an O2 GSX-R 600. And it was one here at the store that we had gotten ready for sale. So it had all brand new plastics on it. It was all oh shiny. Oh God. So, so I was super conservative. Yeah. So the, you know, so Is that, that the end of the story. So never put it down. No. Cause okay. I was super conservative. I, I didn't want to damage that. You bike. didn't drop I could, it making a U-turn looking at a swan. I couldn't afford to. <laughs> so, uh, then after that, um, had 
a nice bike. So I'm looking forward to this one because this one I'm less worried about. So you do things on your bike to protect it, obviously. You put frame sure. sliders on it. You put the swing arm spools. You can put bar ends on it in order to help protect is, the bike if it goes down to reduce damage. Is there – I know at the Ducati shop they had – their frame sliders were in a locked case. And, I mean, I'm drooling over the billet aluminum. But come on, fucking hell – $180 for one, for one, you know, Jesus. I, you, you can find frame sliders for under 75 bucks. I'm kind of thinking no matter what you do, you go down, you're replacing them most likely, unless mm -hmm. you just don't care it didn't get that bad. But more than likely, you don't want that edge ground down on it because you're going to hit that same fucking edge again. You know, so just put on a new one. But to throw down that kind of money, I get, okay, weight, but you're not running MotoGP. You know, weight is not that crucial. You don't have fins on your bike for aerodynamics. It's not, you're not at that level. When you're putting frame sliders on, you can look at them uh, with a couple different things in mind. One would be the style, the, the colors match and has... Uh, a style that fits your bike. And we do that for customers all the time okay. because they want to have some kind of protection there. But I, I would I be asking for, do you have the discount bin? And I would be looking in my wood shop going, well, wait a minute. If I just take this block of wood, <laughs> just grind it down a little bit, you know, because it, it, I mean. Cross grain or with grain? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. I'll put a screw in the end so it sparks. Well, oh, nice and fancy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, but when I'm uh, suiting up uh, a track bike, I want to try and protect the plastics as much. I'm not as concerned about uh, aesthetics. So I'm trying to protect, protect the bike and minimize damage if the bike does go down. That makes sense. So, so then I'm looking at it with a different aspect. That makes sense. So. But I think that's reasonable because I, I, just, I just have a hard time taking that new bike. And why exactly did you sell your old bike for your new one? What was it about it that you... The, the GSXR. For, for, for this one. So the GSXR? Yeah. Um, because it was, um, we put it together. I bought the bike here at the store and then we put it together uh, to sell it. And uh, somebody talked to me about track oh. days. And so I said, that looks like a track bike. And put a number <laughs> okay. on it and uh, took it out. I should have known better to ask you, why did you sell a bike? <laughs> so then we had gotten another track bike. So one of the other guys was riding okay. the other GSXR 750 up there. Um, the, the 600 that we had was gone. Um, he and I both wanted to run up at Great America. So Road then, America. Yeah, Road America, Great America. On, on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Road good America. Good beer, yeah. really good beer. <laughs> So I'd, uh, I picked up uh, a bike from another shop that was left there uh, and abandoned for three years. So we picked oh, no that kidding. up, okay. got, got it rocking and rolling, and uh, got that going on the track. And now I got rid of that one because, in essence, that was a street bike that we just got track ready. Sure, sure. And this uh, F4 that we were talking about is a track bike. So it has all okay. Olin full suspension and so it is set up for the track. All the bolts are drilled. Everything is That's ready nice. to rock and roll That's on nice. it. Have so, you taken it on a track yet? No. <gasps> no? 
feel so honored. I hope. Oh God, the pressure's on. So, um, okay, moving on. What else so, do we have? Going to the track. Yeah, let's get there. Well, loading up the bike. The first podcast, I love the way I came here with my Ural, which you're not going to see on the track. Um, there's some pretty wicked videos at um, Isle of Man TT. They do the sidecar races. And I mean, those people are hanging out there. And there's some pretty sad videos of people getting knocked off sidecars, just like ragdolls. But um, what does that have to do with you're scaring the shit out of people and we don't even have them on a bike? I, we're yet. not even loaded up. No. So when I loaded up my. They haven't even made their bologna car. sandwiches yet. <laughs> Tofu sandwiches. <laughs> they, I, you said, I'll never forget the exact order. I serpentined one tie down around the bike multiple times. <laughs> it can hold a tractor down from our farm. It can hold this bike down. So four tie downs. Now I've got my derp, my enduro outside. You got it all prepped and ready to go for me. Um, I have. Four tie downs on it. You want to make sure you put those on. It's just, I, I haven't, since we had that conversation, I have not tied a bike down with anything less than four. Mm-hmm. You know? If you go over a bike, the, the suspension on, if you go over a bump, the suspension on a bike can flex. And I've had uh, straps come off, off of a bike. I believe as long it. as I've had four straps on a bike, I haven't had a bike go down. And usually the fronts are going to be your handlebar. The back is going to be off of the the f- foot pegs, yeah, some sort, right? Yeah. Okay, simple enough. Yeah. So we got the bike loaded up. We've got our tofu sandwiches. Mm-hmm. We've got our assless chaps, <laughs> our, our assless t- leathers. T- take plenty of fluids. Yes. Uh, both uh, electrolytes and water, so okay. you can keep your energy up through the day. Uh, if you need a monster, slide it in there. This was not sponsored by Monster whatsoever. Gotcha. Okay. So, so remind me to tell you about Monsteritas sometime. Monsteritas. Okay. <laughs> Is that where you dip a like a burrito in a monster energy drink? No, it's where you make a margarita with monster. And oh it's my. The, the the drink that just never lets you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> my Monsteritas. daughter and I made them. <laughs> <laughs> and we called each other that night and we said, I can't sleep. And she goes, I can't sleep either. <laughs> I, I, maybe we should have stopped at one. That might've been the problem. That sounds good. These were homemade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They okay. were awesome. They were great. Okay. So we're at the track. We get there. No, you're loading for the track. You're at home. You're oh, still deciding. Still yeah. So are there yeah. like flavors of tofu or is there just like. You can, you can is, marinate. Is there like Angus tofu? Uh, yeah. I mean, so we do marinate. Uh, tofu sometimes. So I've got some wine that I've made here for you. Um, and what's left of the wine, there's a lot of uh, like, um, I forgot what they call it, some stuff in the Yeah, we we use that crappy wine for marinating tofu. Uh, you thought I was fucking joking? You really think this face jokes about tofu? I just got Amazon delivery. There were 10 things of tofu. 10. So does tofu go bad? I don't think so. There's so we'll put it in smoothies because it's great protein. Why? It's Why? so it's such good protein. Why? Protein. Why don't you just put f- fruit in a smoothie <laughs> and some ice? Well, yeah, you need some protein in there. What well, what would you put? Like a chicken wing or something? <laughs> I don't know what you carnivores do. 
We put fruit in I our can't smoothie. Keep up with your wheelings and dealings. No, we. If put, I had an option, I'd probably put vodka in with we, it. <laughs> <laughs> we've got bee pollen. We've got okay. Uh, that could be good with fruit. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, which bee pollen? Uh, we're kind of bordering non-vegan. Um, wheatgrass. Right. Bee poop is not. I don't know. I don't know. Let's change the subject. I don't want to enrage our three vegan listeners that we have. Okay. Um, wheatgrass in there, you know, but I, I am pretty hardcore about the smoothies. You know, I'll have a pizza and then fuck it, put a smoothie with it. Have a beer. That makes there the go, pizza okay. Yes. <laughs> it balances itself out. That's a fact. That's like, okay. When we go to vote. You don't vote and I won't vote and it balances it out. This is this is this is math. This is science. This is fact and it's math. Okay, moving on. Have we, we we've got we've got our lunch. <laughs> We're an hour into the can podcast. We just, can we, we just agree on carrot sticks? So we got carrot sticks. All right, do we have hummus with these? No, hummus is crap unless oh, it's got no. some. Yeah. Oh no. No, it's just beans, right? Yeah. Again, yeah. protein. It's good right. stuff. Right. It's so, do stuff. I got some good salty chips with it? One of my favorite things. I'm going to tell you a little secret about old Holly Bear over here. One of my favorite things from doing construction for 18 years. You got to get clever. One, I can heat up a sandwich on a propane heater. You know, I thought you were going to put it in a foil pack under your arm. <laughs> no, no, you wrap it in foil beforehand. I learned that from uh, Al Borland on uh, Tool Time, and then um, you don't know, just put it on your intake manifold. <laughs> yeah, you can. But um, pickles and hummus. Mic drop. That's it. Next time you have some pickles. Next time you have some hummus. Try it out. I promise it's delicious. If it's not, yeah, fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> All right, so we've got our lunch. We've, we've agreed on the lunch. After an hour of talking, we've agreed on the lunch. The bike is ready to be loaded up. It's so you, Four you, straps. You want to take other things along to make sure you're comfortable. So okay. if you have a canopy or can borrow a canopy, take, take a canopy along, unless you have an enclosed trailer that okay. you can sit in to get out of the sun. Okay. Uh, so sitting, chairs. Okay. So that you can be comfortable also when you're putting your boots on uh, and your other gear. And then if you're changing shirts because you are sweating, then you're letting your other shirt hang over the back of your chair okay. to dry out for next round. Uh, fuel, because there may or may not be fuel available on site. Okay. So fill up your tank when, when before you get there. Premium? It, you run Premium. Um, I just run uh, street gas. Okay. So Nothing I just wanted special. to make sure I had street gas along. Okay. So because this F4 is carbureted, I'm probably going to run non-ethanol premium okay. in this one. Just because when a bike sits, the ethanol tends to cause problems with uh, rubber oh, and okay. uh, the running of the bike. So I'll st st with my older bikes, I stick with non-ethanol fuel. Okay. I, I don't doesn't matter to me that it's premium, but I just stick with the non-ethanol. You're going to want some type of either an air tank so that you can have the ability to increase <gasps> oh. your air pressure in your tires or uh, a compressor. Okay. So uh, air gauge so you can check the tire pressure. So and you're going to be looking to see as as your sessions are going on you're going to be looking you're learning your bike right now so you're going to be learning 
what tire pressures you like and what tire pressures the bike likes. Interesting. Uh, going, that is go, really interesting. Going into turns. So it, I imagine back in the day it was one thing, but now we've got, I'm a big Milwaukee tool. I help them out a little bit. Um, Milwaukee tools got a battery powered air compressor and we can fill up our tractor tires with that thing. It's so, so easy to have yeah. this stuff. Yep. It's so freaking easy. You know, it's so, and it's cheap too. I mean, considering what you used to have to do, to try to get a generator and and all that, so okay, so an air or, or the t- the twelve volt air compressor that you'd right. plug into your cigarette lighter when they used to have cigarette <laughs> lighters in, in a car, and yeah. it would take an hour to fill your tire. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, bring a little bit of extra. Uh, bring a quart of oil along uh, with you, and then tools. So in case what you have kind to do tools? something, a hammer, a saw. Oh, one other thing. Um, your valve stem caps need to be metal. Why? Why? Um, I can't recall why your Velstum caps. Need I to feel be like metal. plastic would be better, but and you don't have um, to tie those off. Right, and then weights on your rims need to be taped down, so you need, oh, need no to take du- yeah, because they don't want them flying off. Oh wow! On the track, so you have to take duct tape and tape down your weights. I would think that the duct tape would, but okay, that makes sense. Duct tape is pretty powerful. That's mm-hmm. pretty strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So as far as bringing, so you should bring some. So as some, far as some tools. some basic tools. When uh, when I went up to Road America, I had taken my kickstand off the bike. Okay, and when I got up there, the trouble that I was having was I had disabled the kickstand switch. Right, and I was having troubles up there, and I didn't know what troubles I was having. The bike was cutting out in turns, and I could not figure it out. So I had to be be able to take the plastics off and start. I wasn't sure if it was a fuel problem, if it was an ignition problem. For sure. And it came down to that switch. It came down to my repair on that switch. It cost me two sessions. (laughs) That sounds like a Holly thing. But I figured 100% like a rectifier. I figured it out, and I got, and then I I was able to make my final runs. Okay, that's awesome. That's really cool. So just a. Uh, a, a toolbox, not the little thing that comes with the bike, but you know, a significant, a little bit of everything. You can take a bike apart with minimal tools. Okay, so. that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And then duct tape and painter's tape, mm-hmm. electric tape, zip ties. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A drill press. Probably <laughs> not needed. No, probably not needed. Okay. Um, and then one thing that people might think of is I'm going to take a GoPro. So what I would advise is the first time you go out and do it, just skip it. Invite a friend along to take pictures of you. Okay. And just concentrate. How can a GoPro be track legal? It's it's stuck on the bike. You can put them on on your tank. Yeah. uh, Because so the reason I liked it, is because then um, I could sit and record because I wasn't even necessarily watching the RPMs that I was going to. Uh, but then with the GoPro, you can hear how your bike sounds when you're in the turns, oh, and that's I can sexy see the, I can, and I can see the RPMs because I put it on my tank, so I can see okay. the RPMs that I'm at, and I know what turn I'm in. So then I can learn the track and learn myself because when you are on the track and doing it. There's a shit ton going through your brain. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For and sure. And 
Um, I would just suggest your first time doing it, just skip the GoPro. Just concentrate on the bike, concentrate okay. on yourself, concentrate on having you know, fun, and then after that, that's one uh, of those, go, go pro it. In uh, Big Lebowski, Jeff Bridges, he's laying down on the carpet, and he's got his headphones on, and he's listening to bowling, just people bowling. And uh, that's how I am with that. I could listen to a motorcycle go around a track and just be a complete piece with it. It is... It's heaven for me. But, okay, so skip the GoPro. All right. Yeah. So, what next? Uh, then it would just be repeating. So you can sit. Um, th so this would be going through a class. Different tracks have different open track days. Okay. Um, when you go through the class, they're going to be teaching you etiquette with regards to getting onto the, the track. They're going to be teaching you a host of things about yourself, about your bike, about the track, how to approach the track, how to attack the track. How to approach your bike, too. I mean, mm -hmm. you even said over here. From the left side rear. Right. It's, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You, you don't always necessarily think of it. Pulling your heels in, you mm -hmm. know, getting your ass up, getting your ass down, whatever, you know, you're doing. Just um, tapping the brakes into a turn to change the attitude of the bike so you change the weight distribution on the bike. so crazy. So it's it's a ton of technical. You can get as technical as you want or just go out there and have fun. Sure. So you don't have to be technical about it. It can just be you learning about your bike. You might be wanting to go do it at the track with uh, your Multistrada so that when you go to the tail of the dragon, you can just have a kick-ass time and just lean into the turns more sure. and, and then just truly feel it. So it can be for whatever. And so if you want to progress, uh, you can keep going up in uh, with Sport Pike Track Time. They have different levels from novice all the way up to, to expert that you can keep getting Damn, help with. That's cool. That's That would and, be cool as hell. And then on those days also, they have ride-alongs. So you can, as a beginner, you can ride along with an expert on the back of an expert bike. Yes. So Is there have... Velcro holding me on? <laughs> Are you nuts? Have you ever seen the girl on the back? Sorry. But the girl on the back, the boy does the guy, boyfriend, husband does the wheelie. Oh, my God. That would scare the shit out of me. That would, I would do it in a heartbeat, but that would seriously... And then, so you're like hugging. Yep. So I kind of prefer oh being God. behind the pro on my bike and oh watching him God. because, so I start looking at the turns and going, okay, if he can do it, I can do it. And, you know, so then it helps you to get faster. So that's I why, that's why I like my the, pants. I like the, well, then I don't want to be behind you. <laughs> that just, to me, like, I don't know. Going on that, I mean, those guys, those fucking angles. You know, I know they're not dragging knees with a passenger, but, but still. But, but you, like, and you don't have to do that. So when you go oh, that'd out, be you, cool, though. You can that'd go to, so cool. to more tra open track days then. So you go to a, one sport bike track time to learn track etiquette and learn a little bit about your bike, learn a little bit about yourself, and then go out and spend uh, time on your own. Okay. That's really cool. Well, so one of the things, too, that that I do when I'm setting up a bike because okay. you're setting up a bike to go out on the track is then <clears throat> I'll go out into the kettle marine into some turns yes. and see how yeah. the bike feels. So as I am, you're not doing the same speeds. For sure. But I might be testing tire pressures. 
Okay. So I'll go to the Kettle Moraine, ride a little bit to warm up my tires, and then hit some of the turns and see how it feels. That's really and cool. See how the tire is rolling. and uh, But not decide. on your track bike. Yes, on the track bike. Oh, okay. So the the one, the, the mm. 750 that we have up here, um, so I can throw a dealer plate on a track bike and do it <gasps> legally. It's so, green the day. So we on the track bike that we had up here, the black one, it had track plastics on it, but we put a tail light on it, and we okay. put a. We, you have we, to have we, a tail light on a track bike, though, don't you? No, on on uh, MotoGP they do for rain. They have to have a rain light. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know when the person in front of you is braking. No, I don't want to know. Okay. I, I don't want to make decisions based on what he's um, doing. Yeah. I want to make decisions based on what I'm doing. That's why I rear end everybody on the freeway. <laughs> Yeah, fuck them. It's not my decision to break. <laughs> Just go right through it. Okay. That's really interesting. So you can, uh, okay. That's really cool. I That's one of my favorite places to go is, so we're in, now Milwaukee Cycle Salvage is based in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can be in the Kettle Moraine. Kettle Moraine is huge in Wisconsin. It goes mm-hmm. from all the way up north to all the way down south, all the way mm-hmm. to Illinois border. Um we could hit the border of it, the edge of it, in what thirty minutes, probably. About you know yep. that, um, but yeah, it's all the roads are just very windy. They're not mountains, no, not even really hills. But it's that glacier, um, up and down, very tight turns in yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, it's not tail of the dragon, but it still gets right. you in touch with your bike. So then, you can go out and ride it with your track gear on. With uh, instead of just going to the track and doing all that stuff in one day, so maybe you can't go and hit the kettle moraine, maybe it's not convenient for you. Then go to Walmart parking lot and take two cones and just do figure eights, okay? And go around in your gear and get used to it, get the feel yeah. for it, so you're not doing it just on track. So day. you're not crashing your bike looking at swans during a U turn. <laughs> Damn swans. <laughs> Goddamn things. Okay. Well, that's, this is, um, do you have anything else? We, we're at our time limit. Do you have nope. anything else you want to bring in, sum up? What should we do for next for the next one? So, so to finish off track time, have fun. Go, I think go that's out, huge. have fun. It's so intimidating for me. Like I said, I've wanted to, and I've wanted to, and I've wanted to, and I want to be there with people I know. And when you do the class, you're kind of buying your way in. You know, very few times, I think, are you going to be going there with multiple friends and it's clicky. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more that everybody there is probably there by themselves. And it's it's not as clicky as an open track day where you've got groups, the Ducati Club and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's where I just never found... When, when I went to, to the the classes, there were, so the, the one time uh, one gent from uh, from here and myself went up to Road America and did it, and uh, m- most other people were by themselves. A lot of people had their spouse along or a kid, sure. or um, when one of the guys from here went uh, a couple times, uh, he had taken his dad to go okay. with him because his dad was retired and just wanted to hang out yeah, at the track and, for sure. you know, and, and get behind the scenes a little bit. That's cool. So, so, That's really cool. So, so next people time, are just nice and they just want to help you have fun and be safe. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, next time, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. Any ideas? Zero. 
Zero. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe more tofu. Okay. On that note, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.